Oh, did I? Yeah. Will you join me in prayer? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts be pleasing to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Today is our conclusion of the Bible on Broadway sermon series. It has been super fun to look at all these musicals and find connections between them and our own faith. Hopefully, we've converted a few of you in the process too so that you are a little more interested in watching a musical. Maybe, maybe not. It's okay. I think what I like most about musicals is that they combine two of my favorite mediums, music and theater. Music has a way of putting our words and our emotions to music, to sounds, to these things that really move us in deep, passionate moments. And then theater, which I use to also include television and movies, that counts, right? They're theater, acting. It has a way of catching these glimpses of everyday life and putting them together in a way that we can easily consume and analyze for the rest of time. While I wish that all of life were a musical and that it was totally normal to just bust out in song everywhere you went, uh, the thing about all forms of entertainment is that it is limited in capturing the true essence of reality, except in very, very rare occasions. Our musical today may be one of the few exceptions to this, at least in my opinion. Our musical focus this morning is Come From Away. It is a musical about 9-11, which is a very real memory in a lot of our minds. Depending on your age, were y'all born yet? No, okay, cool. Depending on your age, you probably remember, like I do, where you were when 9-11 happened and what you were doing the moment you heard that two planes had crashed into the World Trade Center. It was a really dark moment for our country. And the lasting impact from that day is still around us even today. The musical, Come From Away, does not take place in New York City. It doesn't even take place in the United States. Instead, the story in Come From Away focuses around Gander, Newfoundland, where 38 planes were rerouted once the attacks began. It is a musical about two communities who care for one another in the midst of terror, misinformation, confusion, and sheer chaos. It's about the people on the planes who ended up not making it to their original destination, who are stranded in another land without information on what is happening or if their loved ones are safe. And it's also about this community in Newfoundland who welcome these plain people into their community and into their lives. There are a million stories and examples of love in moments of deep disaster. It isn't hard to find a story of good 
in dark moments of history. While the good does not negate the negative, it does remind us that all of humanity isn't bad, that there's still these good moments that exist even in moments of terror and disaster. The musical, Come From Away, gives a million of their own examples of love that happened in Newfoundland in the five days after 9-11, where the plain people were stranded. Side note, you can see almost all of the cast members in this photo alone. A really cool thing about the musical is that 12 the cast only has 12 people, and they play three or more roles throughout the entire musical. They never leave stage, given. It doesn't have an intermission, but it's still a very impressive beat for 12 people to stay on stage and to stay engaged for an entire musical. The musical is based on those real-life stories from Newfoundland. We learn about a mother trying to make contact with her son, who was a firefighter in New York City, and the local gander woman who sits by her side as she makes phone call after phone call, trying to find out if he's alive. We learn about an SPCA volunteer who goes through each of the 38 airplane luggage compartments, providing food and water to the animals trapped inside she even finds two rare chimpanzees in one of the planes. We learn about this community in Gander that gives all that they have to sustain the over 6,000 plane people stranded on their island. Here are a few lyrics from a song called Blankets and Bedding. So this is a news reporter making a report. She says, the Baptist church needs a hand moving their pews. Dr. O'Brien down at the pharmacy is ready to fill any prescriptions. Oh, and the Lions Club is looking for some extra toilet paper if you have any. Medicine, toothpaste, underwear, aspirin, jackets our kids grew out of last summer. And down at the station, we're taking donations out by the door. It's better than being at home alone wondering what's really happening. Everyone's phoning. We're setting up rooms in the schools. We've been crying all afternoon, wondering what could be done. These are the words of the people in Newfoundland trying to do anything they can to help, to take their mind off the pain that they are experiencing. In the musical, we also hear inspiring stories. We hear the inspiring story of Beverly Bass, who was the first female American airline captain and the captain of one of the planes in Gander. We also hear a story of how two of the plane people fall in love and they get married after they leave the island. And they actually go back to the island to honeymoon once they're married. The good in the musical Come From Away is evident. It is obvious at every turn. And still, if you have a chance to see the show, you will find yourself in tears multiple times. At least I did, and I still do. Because of the pain and the hurt that is evident in everyone's lives because of the traumatic situation they find themselves in. 
when I watch and listen to this musical, I'm moved by a very real oscillating feeling of joy and deep sadness and back and forth and back and forth. As human beings, we too are often caught in these oscillating moments of highs and lows and a lot of in-between. Our goal this sermon series has been to take these musicals and apply some of the dynamics found within them to our own faith journey and to the stories we find in our scripture. And in order for us to do this today, we need to acknowledge that we are not unique in those oscillating emotions. Even back in Jesus' time, these characters went through really deep moments of pain and really high moments of joy. In John's gospel, we find the last few days of Jesus' life at the very end. And John's gospel differs from the other gospels in this regard. Because with John, one of the very last meals they have together, the disciples and Jesus, they don't do communion. John's gospel doesn't have communion in it. Instead, it's at this meal that Jesus washes the disciples' feet. And it is in the same scene where, of course, Jesus says, one of you will go on to betray me. And one of you will go on to deny me. It is a very heavy meal for one of Jesus' last here on earth. And after this chapter, we're going to start in John chapter 13. Jesus spends almost five whole chapters talking to the disciples, just talking. If you have a red letter Bible, you'll notice that those five chapters are almost all in red. Jesus vaguely explains to the disciples what's coming next and kind of recaps what he's done so far. I can only imagine the confusion the disciples must feel. What? What is Jesus saying to us? He's saying that he's leaving us? What does that mean? What does that look like? There's an uncertainty about their future and what it holds and where Jesus' place is in that future. But we're not going to get that far into it. We're going to just look at chapter 13. At the very beginning of the meal, in the 13th chapter of John, Jesus, like I mentioned, has just washed the disciples' feet. He's then predicted that one of the disciples will betray him. Right after this happens, Jesus shares one of my favorite passages of John. No, it's not John 3.16, y'all. We're in the 13th chapter. We're going to look at John 13, 34, and 35. Jesus says this to the disciples. I give you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. So you also must love each other. This is how everyone will know that you are my disciples, when you love each other. 
This is the word of God for the people of God. Let the church say, thanks be to God. Jesus has literally gotten on the ground to wash his disciples' feet. He has openly shared that two of his disciples are about to turn their backs on him. And then Jesus talks about love. He doesn't berate the disciples for their future actions. He instead commands them to love. Here at Christ United, we don't only have this Broadway musical to teach us what it looks like to respond in love in times of disaster. In 2005, Hurricane Katrina, the largest hurricane to make landfall in the United States, hit Louisiana. Over 1,800 people lost their lives and millions of people were left homeless. Many around our nation found themselves asking, what can we do to help? Our church, Christ United, was one of the ones looking to do more in this moment of destruction. Our sports and rec building, which is just south of this building, had just been completed. And our first modern worship service, which was like three iterations from where you are right now, it was just getting set to be launched in the gym of the new sports and rec building. However, the launch team and the pastors of the church decided to hold off on that launch so that that space could be used instead to provide shelter to those who were evacuating from Louisiana. Not unlike the town of Gander in Newfoundland, Christ United in Plano, Texas, stepped up to do what was needed and what was necessary in the moment, to love each other. This congregation went above and beyond in their response to serve through love. They wanted to provide a hotel experience for those coming to stay, 65 women, men, and children. The congregation here offered them laundry services, food service, security, and social services. The Methodist men were in charge of the meals, because it's the Methodist men, you already know. And after seeing the 65 people get off of these buses, buses they had been on for days as they were shuttled back and forth trying to find somewhere to land, they made a decision. They made a decision to forego what they had planned to do to serve the people food. They had planned an extravagant buffet, but after seeing them get off the buses, they instead offered restaurant-style service three times a day so that they, they would never have to stand to eat. During the evacuees' two-week stay, over 1,000 people in our community volunteered to show love. In moments of deep need, it's almost as if something snaps in most of our brains we just start looking for ways to help. It's something innate in us to see a need and work together to meet it. 
not because we're looking for a reward or a pat on the back, but because there's nothing else to do. We must act out of love. Loving others doesn't set us aside as Christians from others who love, though. People can love and be kind and do good in the world and not claim any faith. But for us, for us as Christians, if we are not loving each other, if we are not choosing love, then we're not claiming Christ. In our musical Come From Away, I appreciate that they do not just focus on the good and the love that took place in Newfoundland over those five days following 9-11. In Come From Away, they also bring to light the rise of discrimination that took place against Muslims because no matter how many times we try to choose love, no matter how many acts of kindness happen in moments of deep despair, we will not always be perfect in our love. But then we see Jesus' example here at the table with his disciples as they gather together for one of their last times. And Jesus tells them to love each other well and still Judas goes on to betray him. Peter goes on to deny him. The world goes on to crucify Christ. And still, Jesus' last command is to love. We won't be perfect in loving each other. Even with all the good in Newfoundland, there was still discrimination and fear abundant. We, too, will fail at loving each other. But the hope, friends, is that we will be given new opportunities to do better in the future. We do better when we are honest about ways that we've failed in the past. We do better when we are truly earnest about changing, about meeting people in genuine love. We do so by holding each other accountable when we see love slip. And we challenge each other to try again. We remember those baptismal vows we just heard together to resist, to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves. We come together in our communities and we work together to bring about positive, life-changing good in the world. On the fifth day in Come From Away, as the plane people board their flights to go back to wherever they were destined to go that September 11th morning, the plane people talk about the love that they received in Newfoundland. On the planes, the people pass around hats and they take up collections to send back to Gander and to Newfoundland. On those planes alone on the tarmac that morning, they raised over 
and they continue to send more gifts, donations, postcards, and letters in the following years. Newfoundland is only one, is one of the only places outside of the United States that has a piece of the rubble from ground zero. One of my childhood friends actually ended up working for one of the plain people who's portrayed in the musical Kevin, his company in Austin, Texas, right out of college. And when she was employed there, every September 11th, he gave $100 to every single employee and asked them to go out and do good in the world, to show love to someone else. My friend was able to show love to someone in Austin, Texas, because of the love of the CEO, because the love the CEO of her company found when he was stranded in Newfoundland. Here at Christ United, the legacy of Hotel Katrina lives on. It is what motivates some people here to keep serving because they know the lasting impact it can have on a life. Other ministries here at Christ United have since sprouted up because of how impactful Hotel Katrina was to those evacuating and to this community. Loving others is not exclusive to Christianity, but it is essential to our faith. And we cannot be Christians without following Jesus' commandment to love each other. I invite us all to use this community here as our testing ground. Practice sharing love among each other. Check in on each other. Say hi as you leave the space today. Make plans to grab a cup of coffee or to send a text to one another throughout the week, just checking in. If we are able to practice love within this safe space, then it'll naturally flow out into all we do in the real world too. When we love each other well, we learn how to love others well too. And that love spreads long after we've turned these lights off, long after the last plane left Gander Airport, long after the last Hotel Katrina guest left the building, long after Jesus was resurrected from the tomb. That is the love we are each called to share, a never-ending love that Jesus gives to each of us, and we are expected to give to one another.